Welcome to a series of netcasts brought to you by Yale University. Hello, my name is Kelly Brownell, the director of the Rudd Center for Food Policy and Obesity at Yale University. This is the third of four podcasts that we're recording with Dr. Michael Jacobson, co-founder and executive director of the Center for Science in the Public Interest, nonprofit health advocacy organization in Washington, D.C., which for many years has led the charge with food and food policy issues at the national level. Mike, thanks for joining us. Thanks, Kelly. So the topic for this um, podcast is Food Day, which was your brainchild. And I remember when you first contacted me about this some time ago, I thought, well, this sounds like a good idea, but I wonder if it could ever get pulled off. Boy, did it ever get pulled off. And so I'd be curious to hear your, your, where you came up with the idea and then actually what Food Day is. Well, Food Day is October 24th. Uh, we celebrated it uh, in 2011, and we're going to celebrate it every year into the future. Um, think of Food Day uh, uh, like Earth Day, but on food issues. And, what, um, and the reason that we sponsor it is because the whole food system is riddled with problems from the time uh, uh, food uh, seeds are planted, animals are born, till the food is eaten. Um, the problems are harmful to the environment, to livestock, and to consumers. Uh, so Food Day is saying, okay, we got all these problems, let's do something about it. And it's a national event that local organizations can tie into from whatever uh, aspect, perspective they're interested. So uh, groups concerned about sustainable agriculture as a, w a better way of farming uh, than factory farming, huge monoculture uh, uh, cropland, or um, the animal welfare groups are concerned about the, the way farm animals are treated. Um, chickens and hogs are, are crowded into these small houses, uh, filthy, so filthy that antibiotics are needed to help prevent disease. Uh, cattle are kept on feedlots. Um, the, um, and then we eat the food, and it causes heart disease or tooth decay or obesity or one problem after another. So Food Day provides an opportunity for, for groups to have events, to collaborate with one another, get health groups working with uh, sustainable agriculture groups, animal welfare groups, and put foods in food uh, issues in the headlines for at least a day, and hopefully these collaborations and efforts continue on. So this, the past October 24th, there were uh, literally thousands of activities around the country some big ones. One of the biggest was in Savannah, Georgia. You know, who knew? Um, 7,500 people were at a food festival celebrating local sustainable food. Not all of it healthy, I must say, but, but, um, uh, uh, but it, it emphasized that aspect of, of local and sustainable. Uh, Rhode Island kicked off a state food policy council. And that's one of the things that will have a lasting effect. In New York City, there was uh, a wonderful event in Times Square uh, where food luminaries got together, had a delicious uh, locally produced lunch, and the commissioner of the New York City Health Department announced a new phase in the, so in the city's anti-soda efforts. So these kinds of efforts were going on all over the country, um, and it really got people thinking, working together, and 
and I think one of the unsung benefits of an event like Food Day or Earth Day is that it gives young people experience organizing something, maybe at a high school or uh, at a public park, uh, colleges. Uh, people who were interested in an issue never organized anything in their lives, but it gave people the opportunity to do so and gives people just such tremendous confidence in going forward, whatever issue they might work on in, in their lives. Um, and even some companies got involved, um, some uh, grocery stores, some restaurants, mostly high-end restaurants, Dole Food help publicize Food Day by putting a Food Day logo on 100 million bananas. Um, some, um, uh, and hopefully we'll see a lot more of this involvement from companies as well as individuals and colleges to celebrate Food Day next October 24th in whatever way they think is best to highlight healthy, sustainable, delicious food produced in a humane way. So I'll come back to this at the end, but... Could you uh, let people know how they could find out more and get involved in this? People can go to, to foodday.org, the website, foodday.org, and there are all kinds of resource materials that can be used not just on Food Day but any day. We have a cookbooklet with recipes from famous chefs that are delicious and pretty easy to prepare. You know, they're not the real high-end 50-ingredient gourmet magazine type things, but Mario Batali and others contributed recipes. There's a curriculum for uh, uh, different levels of, uh, of elementary, middle, and high schools and different aspects of food and, um, of, you know, kind of what is real food and what are the differences between kind of real food, more natural foods, and processed foods. So wh what impressed me most about this, not that you were inspirational and got people fired up about this interesting topic, but how successful it was in its first year. Um, you know, you can imagine building to this kind of level in, in a number of years, but this a lot happened in the very first year with this. And it it strikes me as that you've hit some resonant chord, that there's some something going on out there in the culture that you that you were able to mobilize, organize, and coordinate and things like that. What do you think that is? Yeah, absolutely. I think more and more people are interested in food, especially how it's grown and what is the impact on their health. And it starts in high school and, and college where people, their eyes are open to the injustices that occur um, it, with farm workers who live under sometimes almost slave labor conditions, uh, packing house workers made famous in um, Fast Food Nation. Uh, Tomato Land is a wonderful book uh, about uh, farm workers in Florida and how, how they've been treated. Um, and then the impact on our health. Um, but I think it's uh, young people get involved mostly because of the way animals are treated um, and the injustices. And a lot of people become vegetarians when they realize uh, what, how food is produced. But then a lot of people are also interested in what is the health impact. You mean the stuff that you're marketing to me is harming my health and you knew it and you weren't telling me? Um, so f f there are some uh, pent-up fr frustrations. People don't know quite what to do, and Food Day gives them an opportunity, gives people license. Kind of in business terms, there's a market out there for something like Food Day, uh, something that people at the local level can hitch their wagons to and feel part of a much broader movement. 
Now, one thing that impressed me about this, and you mentioned this in, in our discussion, is that there are groups, pockets of people who care about food for different reasons. Some, as you said, care about the animal welfare. Some about the impact of modern culture, uh, modern food culture on the environment. Some, the impact of food on human health. Some about the protection of children from marketing by the food industry. You have all these different people interested in, in food for different reasons, but they, they haven't been coordinated or they, haven't, they don't talk to each other all that much. And it sounds That's like right. Food Day has become one forum for getting these people to interact. Yeah, it can be. And, and particularly, it should happen on college campuses and especially at agriculture colleges where all these issues come together. In an ag school, you have the kids who grew up on farms who are going to take over their father's and their parents' 10,000-acre wheat farm. And then you have the hippie farmers born in the city, want to do homesteading, grow some own, their own food, sell at a farmer's market. And... Um, and at an ag school in particular, could happen at any colleges, but really vigorous debates on um, uh, farm subsidies, genetic engineering versus organic agriculture. Are they complementary or contradictory? Nutrition and food marketing. And, and have wonderful debates. We didn't have enough of that at the first food day. And hopefully the next food days we'll have more. And then there are arguments... You know, you mentioned anti-hunger and animal welfare and nutrition. There are um, some commonalities and wonderful ways to collaborate. There are also strong differences. So the anti-hunger community has fought off some nutrition improvements. And nutritionists don't care very much about animal welfare or, or uh, pollution on the farms. And the environmentalists tend not to think about nutrition. So... Um, food Day is also a time for groups to talk about these differences and figure out, is there some way to, to compromise or to um, maybe there's a third way where the interests would be more complementary, mutually supportive. Would you mind mentioning again how people could find out more? Uh, we have a lot of information at foodday.org. Okay. Um, great resources on organizing activities and just information about all of these issues that Food Day covers. Well, congratulations for pulling this off. I know that this was an idea that sprang from your head, and lots of ideas spring from people's heads, but few people can take something and organize a national event like this was. So congratulations for, for achieving this, and I can only imagine how it will feel to you to look back on this five or ten years from now when it is really is enormous. So uh, I thank you for what you've accomplished. Well, thank you, and I hope a lot of listeners pitch in and do have their own food day celebrations. I can imagine they will. Our guest today was Dr. Michael Jacobson, co-founder and executive director of the Center for Science and Public Interest in Washington, D.C. Uh, feel free to visit our website, www.yalerudcenter.org. You'll find a variety of resources on food policy issues there, including links to other podcasts for people who have visited the Rudd Center. Thank you.